0: Y'all did another good job. Thanks, Holy Ghost. -hmm. How y'all good? That's good. I'm all right. Thanks for asking. (laughs) (laughs) i'll tell you i grew up in the church all right my daddy was a pastor good guy loved jesus i mean that man was strict with us uh every day every day that i was in his house we got up early and sit down and read the bible together pray together as a family there wasn't a day till i graduated high school and even after that uh when I started working and carrying on, he the, if I was in his house, we got up together and prayed. You know, that that had a big impact on me. More than I knew at the time, I was a little bit angry about it. I could have used that extra hours like everybody thinks. But it sure did teach me a lot of discipline and how to help family and walk, walk in the Holy Ghost later on once I finally decided to submit. And we're just, uh, I'm, I'm grateful to be... Uh, Uh, From a heritage so rich and so deep in the Holy Ghost Uh, My great-grandpa preached the gospel for about 55 years And my grandpa for about 50-something, 50-some-odd years My daddy for about 48 And I've been in it for 30-something So we're working on it It's a good thing Now my kids are all preaching the gospel, every one of them And uh, we're going to keep it on I'm raising my grandkids to preach the gospel And not... uh, you know, your, your opinion is better education and more money. You think that's success. I think that's worldly. So you say we think different. How about that? How about that? I'm not against education. I'm for Jesus. Did you hear that? All right. Uh, I'd rather uh, young people be full of the Holy Ghost than knowledge any day if, if the knowledge is going to puff them up and we're going to lose them. Did you hear? Understand that? That there's your difference right there. And uh, we have proof of that. So by the thousands, and you only have one or two, so you're wrong. So there you go. All right. Holy Ghost. I'd like for you to open your Bibles, if you would please, into Revelations. Jesus. Revelations. You know. a few weeks ago, like, like I said, I've been in four continents in uh, just a few weeks. And um, But I, I want to tell you, there was a church I was in in the United States. And uh, the name of it is the Rey Jesus. Uh, King Jesus is the name of the church. It's the largest Hispanic church in the Northern Hemisphere. Uh, over there, where we live, uh, where we're from. They, they, I've never been around people like that. Our work is awesome. Uh, we're doing great, but it's way spread out. This is a concentrated thing. There was 9,000 people. We did seven services on a Sunday. You get right out of one, go sit down, drink something for your voice, and go straight back and preach again. You just over and over and over and over and over preaching like that. All right. And you know, every service that I got to talk, it was, it was just like our work. I mean, it, it was all Spanish. I'm fluent in Spanish, so I was just preaching out of a Spanish Bible and just have, having a blast. It like if I was home. Uh, the difference was, we was I was reaching amongst those 9,000 people on one Sunday. I reached, we was reaching 40 nations of the world at once. Uh, because they go back home. they are people from there. their families. And if you can get people lit up and lit on fire with the Holy Ghost. That are traveling that much and doing that big of a, of, of a work. You can reach the planet with the gospel. You hear me? You can. And that's a good thing. One of the things that happened. Uh, because their main focus. There's two things they do. First of all it's souls. Second of all it's healing. And these people uh, They were I don't know We prayed for thousands And thousands of people Like I said But uh, they, were, they, they brought up These cases uh, they, they, they went out Now listen to this They go out in the neighborhood And they bring people That have never heard the gospel Okay And they're sick They got incurable diseases And they're they, I mean they bring them in, in wheelchairs And on stretchers And everything else and, and they bring them And they And they They're getting healed By the thousands it is one of the most amazing places I've been in a while. And I really enjoyed myself. One of the things that stuck out to me, to me, I mean, i you would have seen different things. But I, I saw, I'm in the prayer line. I'm, I mean, we're completely exhausted. <clears throat> it's just thousands of people laying, just touching deliverance going on everywhere. I mean, these demons were popping. That thing from Motivated. The engine was firing, buddy, on all the cylinders. <laughs> And this, this, uh, there was these three ladies sitting there, right? They were standing there. They, they had the those walkers, those aluminum walkers. And all three of these ladies had Parkinson's. They had people around them because they couldn't stand up. They were shaking. They couldn't control their their, their bodily functions and so forth. And they're looking at me and they're begging me, "Por favor, hermano, please, brother David, would you please heal us?" And I'm looking at them. I, I don't have the time to explain to them that I'm not the healer. I don't have... They, they, they wouldn't capture it. They're sick. They, they're out there. They're incurable. There's no help for these people. There's nothing the United States can offer these folks. They can only offer a thing, a calamante. It's a thing that calms down the advanced Parkinson's, but you can't heal it. But I found a healer. Now, I'm telling you, I have nurses holding these ladies, all right, and taking care of them. And they're right in the prayer line. And we and I got a hold of this one, this littlest old lady, little bitty thing. And she's just looking at me, just begging me for help. I reach and get her, and me and her both are shaking now. And I'm just holding on to her, just not saying a word. I'm just holding on to her, just looking at the people. I'm just... Y'all saw me doing that this morning, the ones y'all are here. I just hold on to some people and I just I just look at you. There ain't nothing to say. You either have the anointing or you don't. There ain't no reason for me to try to work something up. There's no, I mean, it's it's so bizarre to me to think how people in some of these prayer lines believe that we're going to get ready in the prayer line when we get there. That that is so bizarre bogus you understand bogus wrong farce absolutely stupid there was a man taught us when i was a young brand new guy going out that went out to the mr fields name's tl osborne you know i'm gonna be with him in october yeah in a in this same church yeah they're doing their grand opening thing they've got this amazing complex they just finished they did How many millions is that thing? Twenty-something? How much? Thirty-five million, and they didn't borrow a penny. Hey, I'm not kidding you. Every, was it 28th of uh, every month, wasn't it? 28th of every month, the man owed the contractor, the pastor, the head pastor, owed the contractor half a million U.S. (laughs) That'll work on your faith a little bit. But I mean, I'm just so imble- so blessed and impressed with these people because they're, they're, they're Hispanic. They're, they're the people we work with. And they just don't have all this great treasures hidden away, you know. And, and boy, these ladies, they're, they're there. We was, I was holding on to them, and the Holy Ghost. See, T.L. Osborne, bro- Brother T.L. Osborne, taught us that if you've got to say more than one word in the prayer line, you're in sin. If you've got to say anything besides Jesus, you're wrong. That's how he taught us, Okay. And I, honestly I do believe that So I don't care what you think either So you're not going to convince me That these long prayers are Have, have more valid than one word Because the Bible says It's at the name of Jesus It don't say nothing about long prayers So there you go I'm not going to fight you about it I'm just going to tell you how wrong you are <laughs> You need to get up ready You don't need to get up and need to get ready Hello Okay let's just use the United States for an example that's where I'm from you know y'all can fuss about the United States all you want to y'all are New Zealanders I'm not going to say a word about your nation I don't care what you do you can help yourself but when they hit us in the Twin Towers uh, on 9-11 a few years ago you know how long it took for the United States to get the military ready? two hours you know how come? because you stay ready for war when you're a dominant power if you're not a dominant power, you don't have anything to get ready. Hello? Now you put that in the Holy Ghost. And you hear what I'm saying. If you've got to get ready, you're late. You're going to lose a war. You go around life and you walk through life with your shoulders square. And you look for devils and you stay ready. And you keep that Holy Ghost where he's supposed to be. That's in your heart and on the throne. Hello? Are y'all listening to me? I'm talking war talk here that's because I'm a soldier you understand brother David I don't like that kind of talk well I'm a militant what do you think I'm going to say I go around hunting to fight against the evil powers of the devil what do you think Jesus came here what does the Bible say what does your Bible say in 1 John 3 8? for this purpose was the son of God manifested what purpose was that anybody know to destroy the work of the devil. Hello? So here I am in the prayer line. I mean things are popping on all cylinders. Everything's happening at one time. I mean manifestations, good and bad, are happening. And I'm holding on to this little old lady. All of a sudden she went calm and looked at me. You know what she said? Now watch. We're in the prayer line. It is pandemonium as far as a person walk in on the street and look at it, that's what they would think. But God has everything under control regardless of your your side of it. That lady in the middle of all, I couldn't hear her. There was so much noise, I couldn't hear her. She looked up at me and just said, Gracias, hermano. Just that quick. Parkinson's had been dominant in her life and all I did was hold her. Just held on to her. Never said a word. The anointing is what breaks the yoke. It's not your ability to generate anything. Alright? Are we good? I better check the time. Okay. We'll start now at 7 o'clock. I gave you five minutes at 7.05. Okay? Now I want to read a verse to you. Because all three of those ladies that were standing side by side got healed instantly. Bang, bang, bang. They walked up on stage, calm as anybody else, got on that microphone and just started thinking Jesus, right now on the camera. It's going out all over the United States. Right, right in. I mean, I mean, just a national program happening. We're, we're, they're viewing us doing now, right now. See? And that Holy Ghost healed him sick. And there were hundreds and hundreds at once healed. And that's what you need to understand. That's what I'm used to. Do you hear me? In Jesus' name. (laughs) Revelations. You there? Revelations. Get ready, Jay. I want you to tell that story about that man that uh, his drunk brother hit him and killed him. All right, get ready. All right. Revelations chapter 12. I I like to talk about this. If I could, I'd preach in this same chapter every service. Revelations 12. Um, and I want you to look at verse 9 In your Bible If I read something I may have a different version than you But it's going to be similar Alright I want you to read out of your own Bible And read what it says It says And the great dragon was cast out Do you understand that the devil does not have rights? God deposed him God took him out He raised up thinking he could take on heaven Heaven said, not today. Alright? You have to understand this hardship I was talking about this morning. You as a soldier, enduring hardship as a good soldier. That's part of the fight, the struggle. The devil is opposing the church. He's angry with us. But I'm going to tell you right now, it's not not just us. The devil's just angry with humanity. Alright? But if you love Jesus, He's coming after you anyway. Now, there's a lot of teaching around about this utopia atmosphere where you're going to, everything's going to be bliss and peaceful. You're going to be okay. I just soon you show me where that's at. I, I'm not kidding you. I, I, you. You can believe that all you want to, but I need you to show me where it's at. I don't want to hear your theological debate on what I'm saying. I want to see the place or get out of my face. Hello? Come on. That's, is it okay to be honest and real with each other? Is that, a, is that all right? Or do I need to lie to you and be plastic? I mean, what do you want? Come on. Because if, if i got to be plastic, I'm going to the house, get me a Burger King, and sit down and be mad for a few minutes. <laughs> but I'd rather just be honest. Because you know what got those got got Parkinson's healed? Honesty. Jesus did. All right. Well, see, the old dragon, he got defeated. He got tore up and everything. And I'm glad about that. I'm happy myself. It said he was cast out. That old serpent, they call him what? The devil, Satan, which deceived the whole world. He was cast into the earth. Do you understand where he was cast? And his angels were cast out with him. And I heard a loud voice saying, now, what's this? Right behind the war, right behind God throwing him out, there's something that we need to pick up on. Because most people's life is dealing their, their thought patterns and their, their, their talking and their friends and everything else is always talking about the tragedy and the bad that's going on in our lives. All right. I'm one that believes if there's a cancer, And I'm looking at it, I can see it, I'll say, hey, there's a cancer. But we don't go there anymore. We leave the thing alone. Do you understand? We don't give it power against us. We give God power to help us by praise and worship and understanding. Because He defeated the demon and it's nothing to Him to do it again. Hello? The problem's in our minds. Where people instill doubt and unbelief and hurt and pain and suffering. What we have to do is move that stuff and put the blood of Jesus in its place. All right. And the Bible says, and I heard a loud voice saying, what's what it said? Now has come what? Salvation. Salvation. See, people want me to say, they tell me, but Brother Hogan, you know, I got this problem. And they want me to get down on the floor with them and cry for about three or four years. Would you please get over yourself? I'm not going to do that. I'm going to stand on my two feet, look you in the face, and tell you, you know what? I know somebody can help you. It's called the salvation of God. Come on, let's go. Boy, you're hard. No, I'm not. I'm right. Because it may be one day that I'm having a difficult time, and you may have to look at me and say that. My son-in-law, I got hit by a devil about uh, it'll be two years, I guess. Uh, I got hit, actually died, my son-in-law grabs me by the shirt now this young man has never been anything but polite and a blessing, he grabs me by the shirt, throws me upside the truck said you're not dying on me, not on my watch no no, uh, this ain't happening and I mean he starts praying and I mean the Holy Ghost came back and touched me and brought me back, A long story but that young man right there you got to understand had he not been taught this whole thing would have been over a long time ago but you see he was taught how to walk in the Holy Ghost he was taught how even though yes the devil's angry he's there things are going to happen you're not going to be happy about them but you take somebody by the front of their shirt and you throw them upside the truck and you tell them this is how it's going to be what you're doing is not the good thing we're not going to live with that hello I was thankful because my youngest daughter and him were there and boy, I'll tell you I'm grateful that I spent my whole life praying with them and showing them the right way to seek God. Because my life depended on it and they didn't have anywhere to take me but to Jesus. But that was where they needed to take me. Because that's what worked. Holy Ghost. You see? See why you need it? Because I needed to come here and tell you about Jesus so they needed to raise me from the dead so I could get back up on my feet and get back over here. <laughs> all right, it says salvation is here. What else is here? What does your Bible say? Why well, you think I got to read it all? Great. It says salvation is here and strength is here. You hear me? The ones of you in here that need salvation, healing, health, deliverance, and 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 deliver uh, help from from uh, hell. That's here tonight. Something else is here tonight for you. If you feel weak in any area, it don't matter the area you're weak in, strength is here for you tonight. You know son? It don't matter where. It don't matter the area. It matters the strength. Jesus. And it says in my Bible, it says, and uh, and the kingdom of our God. See, what, what's in the kingdom of God? Would anybody tell me, please? Is sickness and disease dominant? Jesus is King. That's right. Is what about what about failing economies? What what about prejudices? What about hatred of men? What's in that love? In unity? In those things, Kingdom of God. That's here. It's here. Now has come. Not in a minute. Now, in the present, as the clock's ticking. Right now, it's happening. It's here. That's what the Bible says. You know what's good to me? It says that every day. Regardless of the change of the tide of the demons. All right, And it says this here. Let me see what else it says. And the power of His Christ. For the accuser of the brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. Now look at the next verse. This is the one that a lot of people quote. But they can't seem to make headway with. Look what it says, and they overcame him, how? By reading a book that has three steps to salvation? That's not what it says. It says it's by the blood of Jesus. Do you know that that's the only sacrifice that was ever accepted by God was Jesus' blood? Do you, un- do you understand that's the only one that created pure salvation? Do you know that? Are you aware of that? Jesus. What's the second thing how they overcame? Anybody know? The word of their testimony. What am I doing? I'm standing up here testifying to you about the goodness of God. That makes me an overcomer and I really like being an overcomer. <laughs> I'm not a loser. I'm a winner. Do you understand that I act like it? You can tell that, can't you? <laughs> but the problem is, it's real. And so is the freedom. But there's a third thing here. This is the one y'all skip. You know there's some songs that have come out recently and they skipped the third one also. What irritated me? I actually took the CD out of my thing in my truck. I was riding down the road and threw it out the window. I mean, these are popular people. If I, if I said their names, y'all would get mad at me for throwing their CD out the window. But you don't leave out the Word of God. If you want deliverance, if you want to be an overcomer, if you want the kingdom of God, if you want the strength of heaven, if you want the power of His Christ, you're going to have to do it His way. <laughs> Holy Ghost. That's how. It says in my Bible, and they love not their lives unto the death. Now see, that right there is where I, where I lose most everybody because I'm a martyr. I'm standing here alive in front of you, but one day I'll be martyred, and I'm trying to find out where that is. Man, Brother Hogan, uh, you know, you, you seem like you've lost your mind. I have. I have. I've lost your mind not my own see I'm not in yours I'm in the mind of Christ how about that and I'm going to tell you some stuff there was a miracle happened in our work recently that I want brother Jay to tell you about I, I, If I, start, I can do it but if I do I'll have to I'll have to ask him a bunch of questions and I'd rather him just come up and tell you but this miracle I'm fixing to, and he's fixing to tell you about, is amazing. Because a man, his brother was drunk and being in public, and the, the people of the town come and told him to correct him, and the guy, come on up here, Brother J, before I start talking about it. So I, I want to tell you.
1: <laughs> okay. It's like all of us dread the day that you get told you're it and you're the answer and the source for things. Uh, like he was saying, this, one of our brothers didn't have great experience and a lot of knowledge like most of you have. Uh, where we live, you know, the, there's not a police force in the in the villages, so the first line is they come tell the family to come get somebody. So this, this brother of ours was uh, out there, and his, his physical brother, was not saved. He was out drunk first thing in the morning causing trouble. And so they went and told this fellow, you need to go get him and control him or we're going to have some trouble. And so he goes out there and he met him out on the road. Just one little road goes through town. And the drunk was so belligerent, he began to fight with this fellow. And he finally reared back and popped him. <laughs> and his brother fell onto the road, and it's the only place there in town where there's rocks. Hit a rock with the back of his head, split his skull open about that far, and he bled out and died right there in the street. Uh oh. (laughs) So the problem is, this isn't one of our main churches. This is out the the the. It's it's an hour past the next the real church, okay? And so there's a dead man laid in the street. There's no time to go get help, and they go run around and they just can't find anybody. And this fellow, that he's just, he's just barely a pastor, goes out there, and right there in front of the school, you know, all the kids are over there looking, there's a dead man laying in the street, there's a drunk running around, running his mouth off. Not a real good atmosphere for praying for somebody. They get down right there in the street and start praying. In 15 minutes, 20, 30, an hour goes by. And after an hour of prayer, this fellow, blood's poured out in the street, sits up, Healed, alive, in his right mind. Thank you, Jesus. Until the end part? You to tell whole story. That's I know y'all like that part. Here's what I like. <laughs> this guy gets raised from the dead, and so they spend all that day. Well the next morning the pastor that visits that church finally arrives. So since he's there, they decide to go ahead and have service. And they go in there and they're having church and the floor is dirt. They don't have a building. So they're just out there worshiping God in the dirt and the guy that got raised from the dead is there and he's, he's newly born again. And everybody's all happy, right? But the Holy Ghost hits them. And the first person to get hit is the man that had died. And he fell just like a tree. Bang! Right in the dirt. Right on that wound. Oh. Oh, it feels bad. He's Man, he's going to split it back open and get infected. Oh, yeah. After a little while, he finally got up off the floor. And all the good Christians that thought he was so bad for being drunk the day before saw him. And they began to confess their sins and, and fall in fear and tremble and worship God. And all kind of stuff came out. Because when he stood up off the floor, Come on. the scar was gone off the back of his head. Come on. Good. go.
0: Thanks. All right. I mean, there, there's literally, we literally have thousands of these stories. I mean, it seems like a fairy tale. It's not. It's real. It's happening and it's current and it's Jesus and it's awesome. And you got you got to, you need to. Snap, you're, you're, you're actually, you're actually asleep. You are awesome, folks. You love Jesus. You're, you're, you're going for it, but you're, you're limiting the go for it. It's like you're in a corral and you're happy to stay there and run in circles. Look at me, yeah, praise the Lord. How in the world long are you going to run run around in circles? Open the gate. (laughs) And go. I mean, heaven is doing some phenomenal things. Do you understand that man's head burst on a rock? All of his blood is out. When God raised him from the dead, he had to create new blood in the man. All right. This thing gets more and more serious. Because then he goes over there, gets knocked out by the Holy Ghost. And you you know, our thinking as modern in, in, uh, intelligent people, you don't fall down with a wound on your head and get it in the dirt and rub it around. But God hit that man it wasn't a show it wasn't for some theatrical moment it was God actually touching somebody and God carried it right straight on through there wasn't a living soul prayed for him when he got up I mean it was complete his head never showed a wound he never had any anemia he never had anything he was just healed isn't that something All right, we got to get a grip on this. I understand. I, I myself have a couple of degrees, and it does interfere with me. But I read my Bible like today, whenever we went back home from his house. I turned my Bible on. I've got this little video thing, and I punched it on, and I sit right there and I listen to the Word of God praying in tongues for several hours dozens and dozens over 60 or 70 chapters in the Bible just prepare I want to be when I stand up here and look at you I want the word of God to flow out of me and I want the anointing or else I'm going home I miss my wife I don't want to get up here and lie to you or impress you that's not the game do you understand it's being an overcomer by the blood of the Lord Jesus It's testifying about His power Telling the truth And not worried about our lives to the death Because that man went out there Trying to do right by his family And the village And it killed him You understand? But God saw it And intervened And healed him Now the whole bunch of them's born again And that's an awesome thing That's a good thing Shouldn't have the drunk problem anymore People are saved now I don't know if I should say it. Yeah, I guess I will say it. Unless I let the modern church go there and teach them how to drink again. I just had to say it. I think I would have exploded had I not said (laughs) it. Let me tell you what the Word of God is. You want to hear it or not? All right. While he was talking, I looked it up. Let's go to Jeremiah chapter 23. I want to show you what the Bible says the Word of God is. (laughs) I love this. I'm fixing to tell you all a couple of miracles that I just... I had so much fun doing these miracles. It was just... It was like, you know, I'm making everybody mad. The devil and everybody else. And that made me happy. (laughs) What's this? Jeremiah 23, verse 29. And I just want to know if y'all's word says the same thing mine does. That's all. That's all I'm interested in. If You'll have a different version. It'll say something a little bit different, but it'll be right on the same trail. Okay? What does it say the word of God is? My Bible says, is not my word like a fire, says the Lord. I've been saved and doing this my whole life now. When I went to Mexico, I was a very young man. My hair was real dark, almost completely black all over. And you know, the whole thing turned colors the whole way, you know. I gave my entire life so far to the blood of Jesus. And I have not got one second that I don't I'd like to change. Let, let, Let me tell you something. I don't get the great music you've got. We do have good music sometimes when we go, but most of the time when we go out in the field, the devil's ahead of us. The game is being played and we coming in behind him. You understand? We don't have the music to walk into. We walk into a trap most of the time. We walk into witchcraft. We walk into black magic warlocks who have set and thought it out how to get us politically and spiritually. And when we walk into these situations, let me ask you, the Word of God that's in you, would it work for me? I don't want you to answer that out loud, but I want you to think about what I'm asking you. If I was to take what you got and go into a village that's the whole life of that village they've been worshiping the devil, and the generation of these tribal people, for 3,000 years, they've been worshiping demons. Would what you have break out the power of the devil where you're standing right now in the Holy Ghost? I think that's a good question. And if, if you inside would be truthful with yourself, and the answer would be, Brother David, I would want you to take what I got, then we need to work on it, don't we? I'm not here to bash you, trash you, hurt you, condemn you. That's not, why I'm, that's not why I'm saying this stuff. I'm here to tell you that we can get what we need to be victorious. God has provided it. It's available. It's now. It's current. It's not somewhere obscure. The door is open. The Word of God says so in Revelation 3. We read it this morning. <sighs> And the Bible says, Is not my word like a fire? Says the Lord. And what else does it say? It's a hammer, isn't it? (laughs) I got me a hammer. I'm going to get me a devil with it. (laughs) The Bible says, And like a hammer that breaks the rocks in pieces. There's many people sitting in this house right now, tonight. You love Jesus, and there ain't no doubt of that. I see it. I can, I can look out here, I see that you love Jesus. But your feet, you feel like they're stuck in the foundation, in the rocks. You, you can't move, You want to go, but you feel like you can't. Well, let me, I got such good news for you. There's a hammer in your hand. It's called the Word of God. <laughs> And these things that seem to be tormenting you and holding you back and stopping you and freezing you and cursing your family and causing you problems and you love Jesus and you don't want that stuff doing it, but it just does it anyway. Well, I got something in my hand that can fix that. It's the hammer of the Spirit. It's the fire of the Spirit of God. And it's on our team. No. Isn't that something? I so like this. Can you tell I like this? It was a while back. We, you know, every time I say something, we're on our way to a big conference, and it's true because that's that's all we're doing. That's all I do, just all the time. I'm going or coming from a conference all the time. Nothing else. There ain't, I don't, there ain't nothing of value to me besides that. All right. So, well, I'm out here and it takes a lot where we're, we're going to be out in the mountains for several days. It, it, I mean, it, it takes lots of organization to get all this done. And so we're working, we're loading up these trucks and we got all these work trucks, these big four wheel drives. And we got all these supplies and all this stuff. And man, it's a mission and we're going to do it, right? Phone rings in our ranch house. And my son-in-law always answers all my stuff, all, almost all of it. He, he takes lots of our responsibility of doing all that. He, he's better at talking to people than I am. <laughs> it's an awesome thing. <laughs> and so, uh, uh, you know, and he's sitting down there and I'm hearing him talking. My son, my oldest boy, he's the one in charge of this campaign where we're going. You know, and he's looking at me. He said, Dad, we need to go. Because we could both hear the conversation Where it was going There was somebody dying That was asking for me Okay And my son I'm, We got a thousand people up in the mountains just that, that I mean the, the, To get all this to work To pull all these people in All these villages I mean it's a pretty hard deal Alright But God does it a lot for us And he comes up there And he tells me He said you know uh, Brother Tino uh, Brother Tino is a uh, he's an he's a Indian That I worked with for 19 years Alright he is an awesome fellow. This fellow raises his dead, opens blinded eyes, lame. I mean, he found him. He was a drunk, beating his wife and kids, and God got him born again, and family born again. Now he's one of our main preachers, and he just goes around healing the sick. And I really enjoy being around him. But now watch. His wife, this is, a, this. Uh, what I'm fixing to tell you, I like. Because, let me, see if can take this. Let me see if I can do this and you understand it right, the way I mean it. All right, It's hard for me to express myself because I'm so aggressive and blunt. I could most of the time don't care what you think. But it's right for me to go to these big conferences and to be keynote speaker and to allow the anointing and the gifts that God's give us over the years and the built up of the power of God and all these things... It's right to use them in as much value or on as many people, in other words, as possible. That is a right thing. And I'm for it. Okay? There you go. Sealed. Done deal. All right, watch. But there's also some other things that are right. This pastor, his wife and I, I don't think in 18 or 19 years she's ever spoke she probably hadn't spoke more than 10 or 12 words to me in that whole time but taking care of me just like today that food and all of that goodness and things y'all did for us thank you you know same thing with this pastor's wife i mean she just loves me because we god let us bring the gospel to their village and man she don't mind she there i can't tell you how many times she's got up in the middle of the night and taking me and a team of people in fix beds, fix food, never say a word, just Jesus. You know, and that's happened over all these years. All right, now watch. I'm due to go, it's time right now, we got to get in a truck and go. It's time to go. Got over a thousand people waiting on us out there, hundreds of pastors. I mean, it's a real deal. All right, and now watch. This pastor's wife, who has never said anything to me, much more than, hello, how are you doing? And the conversation stopped right there. All right. Or maybe, do you want some more food? But that's about it. (laughs) Now what? She told her husband, because all of a sudden she developed these tumors and they were from their feet to the top of her head. Was there seventeen or eighteen of them all over through her body, and she was nearly dead. And she's laying there almost dead now. I mean you gotta understand that y'all y'all know what those tumors do, they just eat. The body up and take the energy and power away. Now, these are people that heal the sick, raise the dead, and everything else, but they're still, we need each other. And you better get this. These people are on fire for God and full of the Holy Ghost, but yet she's dying and they can't get her healed. And she's almost dead and she looked at her husband. Now, watch what she said. I need Brother David right now. She knew she was going to die. All right, boy. See, this is emotional. I'm emotional. Right now, I'm an emotional man. <laughs> and so he gets on his bicycle, going through the woods, gets out finally to a road, goes, 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 goes hours. Okay, he makes it to the telephone. And that's how the telephone call came. All right, I'm standing there. My truck is loaded. All the equipment's in there. All these other trucks, we're ready to go. My son touches me on the shoulder and said, get in the truck. And I'm looking at Sean. I said, "You mean she asked for me?" He said, "Yes, sir, she did." I looked at my son. Y'all have a nice trip. <laughs> Immediately, now this man is a man of God. I, I mean, he's been raised in the power of God. He's what he's raised the dead. He's been around. He's been all, been all. He's there. He's got a lot, hundreds of churches under his responsibility. And he told me flat, "No, sir. You're getting in that truck, and we're going right now." Uh, you know. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> This is wonderful. And I looked at him and I said, that's great. You're right. You know, I love that intensity you got. That's part of me and you. That's a good thing. But I'm not going with you. He said, dad, there's hundreds of pastors out there and they're waiting on you. I said, I know that. I said, and every one of them's wife, one of these days is going to ask for me and they're going to want me to come. I said, you get in that truck. God has raised you and these men for this hour. And y'all go enjoy yourself. I'll be there directly. You don't need me, son. You got everything you need. But I need to go and heal this lady. She's my friend. See? Isn't that something? I mean, you got to, this stuff. That's, both of these things are high-powered situations. Do Do you understand? It's right for me to think about the mass over the one. That's the right thing. Hey, no matter what you believe, that's the right thing. All right. But my wife come out there. You know what she did? Watch this. Miss Hogan. She's amazing. She patted me on the shoulder. That's a good decision. I said, I understand that. You just have me an ice cold Pepsi in that freezer when I get back if you don't mind. She said, I'll be right here waiting on you. So I take off. Oh, man, these kids, oh, man, they all got mad at me. You know, they huffed up a little bit. Y'all understand huffed up? It's not bad, is it? Is it? No. Where's my interpreter? (laughs) All right. So here I am. I'm going down the road. I'm supposed to be going the other direction. I go three hours the wrong way. and I go up in the mountains and I get to this village I'm by myself I'm sitting in a hut it's a bamboo hut grass roof I smell the smell of the jungle I'm just I mean I can't tell you how I'm weeping thanking God for the opportunity to come out here by myself it's been so many months I don't know it could have been a year since I've been by myself sitting in a village It's against Indian custom for me to go in right away and pray for her. She's dying. It don't make any difference. I have to wait on the husband. I got there before he come back on his bicycle. Understand? And I waited there and he come riding up on that bicycle, jumps off, throw it on the ground. His first thing out of his mouth. It wasn't, hello, Brother David. Thank you for coming. Thank you for breaking the schedule. I know you're supposed to be at a conference. It wasn't none of that. You know what he said? Have you prayed for my wife yet? I said, no, sir. I'm not. It's not legal for me to do that. And you know I can't. He said, well, you can too. I'm here. Come on. We went straight in there. Listen to me. This woman, I'll bet you she wasn't 80 pounds. I'm telling you, it, she was... Those tumors ate her alive. I'm sitting there. I'm weeping. I'm, we're both down on our knees. You got the husband and me and her kids are all out. They can't come in. Now, watch. There's no, there's no way that I know that God's going to do this for sure. Do you understand that? There's no way. There's no way, but it doesn't matter. What matters is, she got her way. Hello? That's what matters. That's what matters. I took his hand and I, I could see this huge tumor on her side. I took his hand, put it on that tumor because I can't touch her. Put my hand on top of his hand, now I'm legal. <laughs> Jesus' name. we sitting there praying, must have been about 20 minutes. Now watch, watch. Our emotions are exactly the same, right? We are keyed up emotionally. We don't like the situation. But what can you do? Be honest with me. Everybody in here, what can we do with those tumors? Nothing. And that's a real bummer, I can tell you. But what can God do? Whatever he pleases. Thing is, to be ready for it to please him, what you did. Did you hear that? Or that go? (laughs) (laughs) Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6 says. What does it say? Remind me. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. But he is a rewarder of those who do what? The key words diligently. Right? Now, then, 20 minutes go by, maybe 30. All of a sudden, the lady comes out of that. Uh, she was in a coma, uh, maybe a coma, uh, partial coma, in and out state of dying and not being dead, right? And she looked at me. Hello Brother David I said how you doing She said are you hungry I said absolutely She stood straight up Went and fixed me a meal So yeah See I know how to get good food Out of people (laughs) That great Holy Ghost Healed that woman All them tumors just Evaporated And me and the the husband, we're still on our knees. She's over in the kitchen cooking rattling dishes. And we're just looking at each other. Whoa, dude, did you see that? (laughs) Are you listening to me? I want you to hear what I'm telling you. This is everyday life. This is how we're living. We're hurting. The devil's astounding us and hurting us. Well, we need Jesus to come in and astound us. We need the hammer to be loosed. We need the fire to be loosed. The Word of the living God. Holy Ghost anointing. Are you all with me or not? I wonder if you're sleeping. So I take off. I eat with them. It was wonderful. I was happy and blessed. I was full now. woo I took off. I said to myself, I'm going to get there. I'm just going to be a few hours late. All right. I got on the radio. We, we use Motorola communication. Long ways, all about an hour out. I called my wife. I said, "Hey, is my Pepsi ready? I'm coming." She said, "Yeah." I said, "I'll be right there." So I went back to the ranch and she fixed, me, opened my Pepsi. And I like, I like. Here's how I like my Pepsis. Where you pull them out of the freezer and you open the top right, and the eye starts at the top and goes straight to the bottom. He just sit and look at it. <laughs> <laughs> What does Pepsi ice have to do with the Holy Ghost? Everything. Because it irritates you, that's why. Because I could tell this story without talking about that cold Pepsi. But you see, I really like sitting in that 130 degree weather and drinking that ice cold Pepsi. That feels so good. So I told my wife, let's go. So we changed trucks. The one, the one for the field was it ready. We loaded up. We go. And I'm on my way out there. And and know what? God starts messing with you. He don't ever stop. I mean, I'm telling you, he thinks he's in control of you something. I mean, he really believes. He really does. He thinks he's got the church under his control and power. Man, I've been, I've been telling him for years, man, we got control. We're doing a good job down here but he just don't seem to think so so he keeps running the thing for us <laughs> he reminded me of one of our elders, one of our main directors, who hadn't been showing up to some of these conferences and I, I said, I'm wondering well, well why are you telling me now, i got to go to a conference and I mean it just started getting heavier on me the closer I got to toward the conference the more and more it it was bothering me so finally I told Ms. Hogan alright I'm going to drop you off at our son's house God's got another thing I got to do before I go to the conference she said what are you doing oh, well I got to go check on one of our elders I hadn't heard and I, I, what's wrong with him I, 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 "Miss Hogan I don't know I'm sorry she said alright men we'll be here with the grandkids I said that's a good idea you enjoy yourself <laughs> so I go out there and watch. I drive another hour and a half the other way. The converts is elusive. I get over there to this village, close my engine down. So I get my stuff there. I'm hiking. Now watch. I go hiking up in this village. And I get there. He comes walking around the house. He's just standing there. He looked at me for a long time just watching me. He said, God told me he's coming. I said, oh, now, you know, heaven's got all this agenda figured out and he ain't telling me none of it. He tells everybody else, but he don't tell me. You know, I, I mean, he just loves doing that to you, don't he? But see, it's called faith and trust. Can you trust heaven? Heaven will not rip you off. Heaven will not let you down. Heaven will lead you if you'll let him. In Jesus' name. But you have to let heaven lead you. And that's not always easy. But this day, we got it figured out. All right, now. I said, what's the matter with you? How come you had not been to none of these conferences? He said, come with me, I'll show you. I go around the corner. Now, there's a woman laying there that I have been friends with since she was a teenager. Before she got married to this man... I was one, God blessed me to be there to get these kids born again. And now they've gone through life, and now they have grandkids. Do you understand? That's how long I've been there. <laughs> it's awesome. She's there flooding. You ladies understand that term. She's passing tumors. I mean, it's, she's been and it's been going on for a long time. She's right at the end. And I go walking in there. When I saw how pale she was and anemic-looking, I mean, you know, I've been married a long time. I I, I understand what's happening. And I told him, I said, how come you didn't let anybody know? He said, why? I said, well, I don't know. Tell you the truth, I don't know. Because these these people raise the dead. They heal the sick. There's no reason to talk about it. You just believe God and get things done. But there comes a time that we do need each other. That's why we have to stay in the Holy Ghost, in the power of the gospel Because other men around us are strong when we're weak. Hello? And they got the hammer in their hand to break these rocks to dust that are trying to destroy us. Okay? I said, can we sit down a minute? Now what? It's not time for me to rebuke this man. He's one of my strongest friends. We've been in gospel together our whole life. He can preach way better than I can. We sit down in a chair. You know what I did? Watch what I did. I just started telling him about the power of God. I started telling him about, since he was a kid, how God has used, he and I, to do all these great feats in the Holy Ghost. From dead raisins to putting down rebellions. There was an actual uh, guerrilla uprising in his area that God let He and I stop by the power of God. Did you hear that? And I reminded him of that. I, that's another story you need to hear one of these times. It's amazing. And so I reminded him of all these great feats that God had allowed He and I to do over the last 30 years. And after an hour of talking, watch what He does. He stands up. He said, Thank you. I need that, Brother David. Faith has arisen in my heart. Let's kill the devil. <laughs> Isn't that something? Yeah. We walk in there. Does anybody know what happened yet? I got another meal out of this. It's awesome. Now watch. (laughs) We walk in there. This woman's almost dead. I get down on my knees on the floor. I put his hand on her womb, we start praying in Jesus' name. Same thing, about a half an hour goes by and she raises up, looks at me and said, you hungry? And I said, absolutely. She stands up, goes in there and fixes me a meal, fixes us a meal. And we sit there and just praise Jesus, enjoy Jesus, have a good time in the Holy Ghost. And she's healed. I'm telling you how Jesus allows you to live if you'll let him. We've got to let Jesus do it in our lives. Okay. Hello. Hello. I went back to my son's house that afternoon. They come in there. You ought to heard them. You ought to hear them. I mean, they're just on fire. God had moved like never before. They didn't need me. They needed Jesus. And He came. He took my place. That'll do any day, won't you think? (laughs) I told them the stories. Everybody wept. In the morning, we went back out to that meeting. And I don't know if we've ever had a meeting like that one. God fell on us. And we was there from 7 o'clock in the morning. next time I noticed what time it was, it was 1 o'clock in the afternoon. I mean, heaven came. I got my time with the people, but I got these two ladies healed too. Do you understand? It's about walking in the spirit. It's about understanding what God's trying to do. It is important to be on target, to understand, because this stuff's not easy to figure out all the time. But God has got us to be more than a conqueror. He wants us to be more than an overcomer. And He wants us to do it by the blood of the Lamb. He wants salvation and power in the kingdom of God. He wants the hammer loosed. He wants the fire loosed. And that's what we're gonna do right now, if that's all right. Now I have to tell y'all, I might be looking for some meals here. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> Come on, Jesus. Do you remember in the Bible when when Jesus laid hands on Peter's wife or Peter's mama? What'd she do? She got straight up and went and fixed him something to eat. <laughs> That's awesome, isn't it? Will y'all please stand up? <laughs> I might have more meals than I can take, huh? <laughs> Look look, look at here, y'all. I just love Jesus, okay? You all right? You ain't got to go anywhere. I'll go around you. That's all right. Y'all doing okay? Yeah? How about y'all? Everybody good? All right. You all right? How about it? You all right? Nah, good. (laughs) I'm not telling you. You got to understand, it's not easy to walk up on me sometimes. Especially right now, I got fire and a hammer. I'm real serious. Yeah. So I was over in Australia a few months ago. That was a fella. He was really a large fella. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, he was. Uh, he was a big man. He walked up in the foyer while we was, while I was talking. He started pacing back and forth. And I thought, you know, I better get me some elders and some, some ushers around me. looks like that fella's fixing to attack me. And sure enough, he did come. Listen to this story. It won't take but a second. See, the church had disappointed him. Okay? We don't need to be a disappointment. Okay, y'all? Y'all listening to me? We need to be an asset to people. We need to be a help to people. But there were some people that hurt this fellow in one of these churches. And uh, and so he decided, if the church can't help me, I just will end it. So he went out, got him a deer rifle, brand new, bought it. Pay cash. Got him some brand new ammo. Carries it home. Loads his new deer rifle up. Filled the clip up. Clicked it on fire. Put it down. Put it right under his chin. Pulled the trigger. Click. Shifted the bullet out. The indention was in the bullet. It was in there. Threw it on the ground. Click. Click. Every one of those bullets didn't fire. He got angry, threw that gun upside the wall, got in his car, takes off down the motorway, the wrong side. And it wasn't because he was like an American driving on the wrong side of the road, he was full of the devil. Somebody had hurt him. He picked out, he called them tractor trailers. What do you, yeah, he picked out this big semi, this tractor trailer, fully loaded. 100 mile an hour he hit the thing head on no seat belt tore the car half in two and put a scratch on him no kidding he flew down the road and rolled got up pitching a fit the police come pitching a fit that's not bad is it Oh, okay. The way you all right. say <laughs> <laughs> I, I, like, oh, I need to figure something else out. But uh <laughs> the police come, of course, the, the ambulances and everybody, and they're looking for for the people in the car. The guy walks up. I'm the guy that was driving the car. Go on, man. What's the matter with you? People driving this car are all sliced and diced. He said, No way. He pulls out. His IDs, give them to the police. Sure enough, they match a registration on the vehicle, everything, and the police the policeman walks over to him. God's on you, son. You need to find you somewhere to repent. (laughs) (laughs) Woo. (laughs) So guess what he chose? He come, I was talking, and it was the next thing on his list. He found us. I said, all right, if you need a change, he took off running from that for you. I said, oh, here we go. I called my son. I said, get ready. This is and be real serious. He comes blowing up there, big boy. I said, what, what, what do you need, son? He said, I need Jesus. I said, that's a great idea. I'm happy to hear you say that. He got born again. But that's not all God did with him. I mean, he got his full of the Holy Ghost. I mean, God plowed his field. It was wonderful. God was just going up and down. (laughs)
1: That's
0: funny, isn't it? it, it? But it's true. And when he got up, he was trying to talk to us. But he couldn't talk to us in English. He was speaking in tongues. And that went on for four days. And finally, he came back to who he was, but in Christ Jesus. And he told the pastor and everybody the story. Now look, that's been several months. He hadn't missed one prayer meeting at five thirty in the morning at that church ever since. He is on fire. Gifts of God are running through this man. You see, I mean, heaven—Heaven heaven is with us. Heaven is with us. And I understand people hurt us, misuse us, abuse us. Honestly, I'm tired of it myself. It really I don't like it. But you know what? It's not God doing that to you. And we're going to use the hammer and all this stuff that has come in your life that's hurt you and people have hurt you and it seems seems incredibly big. We're going to take the hammer to it tonight. i let it go. You hear me? to well, let it go because I truly I truly am sorry I truly am sorry but you have to understand where I live and work there's constant uh, rebel activity and people there's some serious things going on and they take babies by their feet and bash their heads on trees and they make the parents watch so that uh, so they can control them you see yeah and they make the men watch as they rape their wives and kill them. You know, and then, and then these people get born again. And let, let me just tell you, it takes the hammer. I do, what what words could I say to help somebody inside? There isn't anything you say. I'm sorry. That don't work. But see the hammer. The fire. And that's why you've got to be active. Do you understand that? There's people. This city is full of people waiting on you. They're waiting on the hammer you got in your hand. They're waiting on the fire you've got. I'm telling you, please don't go back to sleep. Get up. I know how good it feels to sleep. Let's work a little bit. Let's exercise. Let's let's stretch. Let's let's push on the demons. Let's take the word of God. And let's abuse. The kingdom of hell in the name of Jesus. Come on. <laughs> you know, I got shocked. Uh, they hate me over there. And uh, you can see why. Y'all are y'all are friendly. And y'all some of y'all got mad at me by the things I've said. So what if you wasn't a friendly? Just reckon how mad you did at me because I won't back down you see I'm always abusive to the devil because he's a liar you see and that day they shot me I want you to know that's, that 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 hurt all right but there was this very powerful man it's a friend of mine he come in there he was a he was a, he was a mayor
1: yeah.
0: do you understand mayor okay over a large area he was over a big part of a state. You know what he said to me? You just tell me who it was. I'll take care of it. And I'm standing there bleeding now. With this wound. And I'm hurting. I can't tell you about how the pain was. It was difficult. Alright. You know what my answer was? Forgive him. He said, we're not going to do that, David. I said, yes, we are. I said, because if I start playing that game... I'll play it the rest of my life. Heaven will take care of me. And you know what? Just recently there was a whole bunch of these assassins that got saved. You know what one of them said? He was talking to my son, my oldest boy. He said, you know, we tried to kill your daddy. We tried everything. We couldn't kill him. See? And my son said, you must be born again. He said, that's why we're here. You understand that? I wonder if you're hearing me. I'm talking real time God. Holy Ghost. That man walked up to me. We was in a meeting. He walked up to me. He said, Brother David, you can't t- I can't tell you how blessed I am to see you. We tried for years to kill you. He said, we killed everybody else we tried to kill. But you see, God's truly with you. I said, yes, sir. He said, thank you for not leaving us. Thank you that now we're born again. (laughs) This is what we're going to do. We're going to lift our hands to Jesus. And I want to do something. I want to pray with you. Cause there's some of you need more fire I'm one of them there's some of you need the hammer I'm one of them there's things trying to hurt me right now that are big, big issues I'm a blessed man I get to be around presidents and congressmen and governors everywhere I go now it's an awesome thing I get to advise them a prince called me not long ago on my cell phone I don't know how he got my cell phone but these people have different priorities and they can get stuff different than we can he said our government's making some new laws that has to do with the gospel and we value your opinion we're gonna and it was a certain they're very serious laws it was a couple of them he said I'm gonna call you back in an hour seek God give us an answer Do you hear me are you listening to me that's awesome huh so I did I got my computer out I said oh God please help when they called back, I had I had the answer from the Word of God and they made it a law. Do you understand that God will allow you, through His power, with His hammer, to change nations? Come on. Come on. Woo-hoo! <laughs> yeah! I want you to think about it for a minute. But we want to pray with you. I want to ask Pastor Mike, Pastor David. I I want them to help us pray for those of you who are serious. Because I'm asking you to step into this. But you see, I believe you'll do it. I believe you are worthy to lock arms. I believe that... There are some soldiers standing in here that are valuable in the kingdom of God. (laughs) I just so believe it. You're just waiting for the mask to be taken off your face so you can see. (laughs) And we're going to use that hammer for that. In the anointing of the gospel. the other day I was in South Africa and there was a woman that was dying with AIDS advanced stages laid my hands on her, God healed her right in front of us AIDS a man died with prostate cancer they brought him to me I couldn't stand up anymore so I was sitting in a chair I never looked these people in the face just touching them on the leg <laughs> it's anointing what it's all about prostate cancer healed tuberculosis advanced healed blind healed man I like it you hear me I need some soldiers I need some people that understanding has drifted into your spirit and God has awakened you and he is awakening you, and I want you to believe in his power Okay, Brother David you, you, man you're calling us to war you're right I am but I'm, gonna, I'm just going I'm going to admonish you at the same time you sit there and say Brother David I'm doing all I'm going to do you understand I'm good with that with you or without you we're going for it it sure would be lots easier with you But I'm going to tell you right now, we're going to get the job done. The devil is not going to win. All right, I'll lighten up a little. I'll back up some. (laughs) All right. I want to pray with you. I want this team to pray with you. You understand how young these men are standing over here? And I bring them around the world. I put them in situations. I talk to Navy SEALs. I talked to the elite. We was we was working with the 82nd Airborne of the United States Army the other day. They're bad. I had men. I was sitting eating a meal with them, telling them about Jesus. Tears running down their face. I'm talking about veterans of three wars. These this this uh, whole it's a whole army of them, and them men are hanging their head, tears falling on the table, in repentance. Do you understand what I'm telling you? you got it and you don't realize it you've got to be awakened church so this is what I'm going to do I'm going to ask you to come up here with me and I'm going to ask these ministers that are here stand out here and let's pray with the ones of you that are serious about the touch of heaven and about touching this community and touching this nations. So just come would you don't be ashamed or afraid in Jesus name Can I drink some of this water? Is that all right? Thank you very much. Holy Ghost. (sighs) Woohoo! We're going to need some ushers, please. This is what I'd like for you to do. You search your spirit. Search your mind. Search your mind. Search your soul. And the things that you find in there that might be blocking God, in your opinion, call them out to God. Be honest with it. Reveal it. Let that Holy Ghost come through you. In Jesus' name. So we're going to let the fire of God touch us. In Jesus name.